from last week, living life under pressure. Living life under pressure. Let me have a word of prayer. Father God, we come before your presence once again in Jesus' name just to say thank you. Even now, Lord, we thank you for allowing us in another day. Somebody else laid down last night and were not able to get up this morning. And we're grateful this morning, Lord, that you allowed us to not only get up that, but to have presence of mind, to be able to open our eyes, to be able to hear a word, to speak with our mouths, to taste and to touch, and to remember the goodness of the Lord each and every day. We ask God that you would convict, convince, and convert through this message today. Let somebody to know that you're God all by yourself. And in spite of what's going on and what's not going on in your life, God is still good. We love you more today, God, than ever before. We say yes to your will, your word, and your way. Speak to your people, God. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth. We'll be ever so careful to give you back all the praise all the honor and all the glory. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. With thanksgiving always. And all of God's people said amen, amen, and amen. Remember we began last week by asking the question. Do you listen to the word of God passively or purposefully? Some of y'all remember that. We started off, how do you approach, how do you prepare when you come in here on Sundays? When you listen to Bible study, when you, if you're out there, how do you listen? Do you listen passively or purposefully? Remember we said the passive listener is only listening without any thought or intention to apply what they hear. Passive listeners. They just listen in one ear, so to speak, and out there in the other. Whereas purposefully listening, listening individuals, their listening is intentional with the intent on applying in their lives what God says to them through his word. I wish I had some purposeful Listeners in here this morning. Are you a purposeful listener? Amen. And with that being said, we acknowledged that most, I said most if not all of us, are familiar with the pressures of life. I said most of us if not all of us. In other words, no matter who you are, regardless of your race, your ethnicity, your color, regardless of whether you are part of the upper, middle, or lower class, whether you're rich or poor, we all will experience or have experienced tribulation, Amen. feelings of distress, frustration, 
hopelessness or helplessness. I'd venture to say there's somebody under the sound of my voice this morning who's frustrated. Yeah, you don't have to identify yourself. God knows. You, you're, uh, you're under distress. You're, you're stressing out. Remember we're talking about living life under pressure. John chapter 16 verse 33 the New Living Translation says I have told you this is Jesus talking I have told you all this ahead of time y'all so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows Hello, somebody. But take heart. Because I have, Jesus says, overcome the world. Understand that sometimes you feel as though you're the only one experiencing so much pressure. Come on. You ever felt like, hey, nobody just over and over and over and over again. But we, all, we know that living life under pressures, it's not nothing. It's nothing new. Remember, the Bible speaks about and lets us know that the Apostle Paul was familiar himself with living life under pressure. And the reason we know that is because it says so in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, the NIV translation. It says in verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, NIV, says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, this is Paul talking, about the troubles we experienced in the providence of Asia. Paul says, we were under great pressure. Y'all missing this. We were under, Paul says, great pressure. Far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Verse 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 says, Indeed we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Throughout the scripture, Old and New Testament, I see evidence and I see remarks and Thoughts and sayings by God to challenge those who profess to know him. That you say you know me. You call me Lord, Lord, Jesus said, but you don't do what I tell you to do. Why call me Lord, Lord, if you don't do what I tell you to do? Why do you keep saying you know me when I give you my word and you won't do what my word tells you to do? One translation about what Paul says concerning the weight, the heaviness of his affliction. He says, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. In other words, the pressure. Look at somebody say he's talking about pressure. You can have pressure in your marriage. Hello, somebody. On your job with your finances, with your mother, father, brother, sister, cousin, auntie, uncle, neighbor, 
co-worker. I hate to go to that job because you don't know what it takes me to keep from not, not knocking him out or her out. The Bible says that the pressure was so intense that they felt as though they were under a death sentence. Lord, you might as well kill me. It's so hard. I'm talking about what Paul was going through. That's the kind of pressure. He said, Lord, I feel like you didn't sentence me to death. And constant pressure, I wish I had some witnesses, can lead to loss of hope or reduced or diminished hope. Is God talking to somebody in here? See, without hope, all you have is despair, anger, and bitterness. I said without hope. Romans chapter 5, verses 3, 4, and 5 lets us know that your pain, my pain, our pain has a purpose. Y'all yeah. Yeah. looking at me funny. I don't have to agree with that, but I believe it because God says it. Whatever you and I are going through, God says it has purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the difficulty from the pulpit to the door, yeah. ceiling to the floor, yeah. God said it has purpose. Now, in other words, if you don't think you need to be reminded that your painful experiences in life have purpose, if you don't believe it, I do. Hello, somebody. Romans chapter 5 verses 3 to 5 says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know God says around this time you ought to know some stuff. How long you said you've been saved? You ought to know around about now that your troubles, your problems, Pastor Pointer and everybody else they help you to develop endurance. You don't know how much you have to take or how much you can take until you have to take something. Hello, somebody. How are you going to know how strong you are until you have to lift some heavy pressure? Is that God told me? How you know you've been talking about I'm strong, my faith. Your faith, a faith that's not tested can't be trusted. Can't talk faith. Faith got to be put to a test. That's so why I don't want to say, man, I can do that. I know, I know what you're going through. I don't know all what you're going through. I might have an idea. I used to hear the old folk talk about, give me the patience of Job. Now, I ain't asking for that. I ain't asking for that. Give me no patience of Job. You know what the hell he went through? Man. Lost everything, lost his family. And, and, and his wife said, man, won't you just cuss God and die? I used to think that was harsh, but I think she had pity on him. She looked at him, I don't won't you just die and go on to glory? Verse 3 says we can rejoice that the, the trials help us to develop endurance. Verse 4 of Romans 5 says, and endurance develops strength of character. And character, I'm reading the Bible. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Verse 5 of Romans 5 says, And this hope, the hope that the Bible's talking about, will not lead to disappointment. For we know, God keeps saying some stuff around now you ought to know. For we know how dearly 
God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. How many of us know that the Lord loves us? But I must admit, I don't always act like it. Is there anybody else beside? I'm going to be honest here. I, I know of times when the Lord was talking directly to me concerning the very same thing. John chapter 14, verse 1. I'm giving you Bible because you need to hear the word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing from the word of God. John 14 and 1, I'm reading the Amplified and the New Living Translation says, Amplified, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, or cowardly. Stop being a spiritual wimp. Yeah. Yeah. Believe confidently. Yeah. I'm being challenged by this very same thing. You on the pulpit shouting and hollering. Don't be no spiritual wimp up in there. Right. Right. Up in here, they don't need a spiritual wimp. You ain't going to be talking to them about them going through without you getting yeah. your whooping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pastor gets goes through it too. Says in God and believe confidently in God, John 14 and 1, and trust in Him, have faith, and then it says, hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep going. Don't stop. And believe also in me. And then that familiar John 14, 1 New Living Translation says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. I'm talking about living life under pressure and or stress. Wait a minute. You need to understand there's a difference in the words pressure and stress. Can I teach a little bit? There's a difference. But there's also a connection between the two. In other words, I wish I had some listeners. Stress is our body's response to pressures from challenging situations in life. Stress can be a feeling of being overwhelmed or under pressure. Again, stress, listen, is the lead up to the big event. And pressure is what we experience at that moment. He dropped the bomb on me. I was doing all right, I thought. But drop the load on me. Pressure is the tension you feel during a moment you perceive as important, uncertain. And when we feel we're being judged by others, pressure. You feel pressure when something presses on you, whether physically, or a stressful situation. If you don't crack under the pressure of witnessing the accident, so to speak, as an example, you'll calmly approach somebody's hurt, hurt, got cut, and bleeding. If you don't crack under pressure, you apply whatever it takes to help them. Amen, somebody. I, I can't tell you if they had an accident, I'd be able to run over there and see somebody's head split open. Hello, I might not be able to handle that pressure. I'll come get one of y'all. I'm serious. They might have to come get me because I've cracked under pressure. 
stressed. Everybody can't handle that stuff. But I know some people that can. Is anybody here can handle emergency stuff? Yeah, y'all in here. Everybody ever. See, y'all can handle it, man. You too? Amen. I used to hear a, 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 a policeman friend of mine used to tell me his job was so stressful. He was a sergeant. He said, man, I got tired and sick of every weekend. People come in with ice picks in their head, sticking out, axes, stuff stuck in them. Am I right? I, and, and he said, man, Saturday night, man, he said, if it wasn't for I get fired, I'd have to be drunk at the desk. I mean, that's the kind of pressures and stress. I'm talking about living life under pressure. Nevertheless, whatever the case may be, stress or pressure, we all work under it or have to continue to function when we're under pressure. Who is God talking to this morning? And I understand not everybody is impacted the same way, but if the shoe fits, you have to wear it. See, some people are driven by pressure. Driven into the wrong places, into the wrong people's arms. Yeah. Some people suppress or try to suppress it when they're pressured. Some people deny it and apply it to escape it. You look like you, oh, I'm all right. No, you're not. Some people take pills for it. Hello, somebody. Some people, when they're experiencing pressure, they, 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 got, they, they feel pressure in their chest. Am I right about it? Some people, for pressure, makes their stomach churn or twist in knots. I know somebody's in here to understand what I'm talking about. For other people, when they get pressure, they, their palms get sweaty. But whatever it is, we know that everybody will have to go through and experience tribulation or pressure. Am I right about it? It's unavoidable. But understand this. I hear somebody say, well, why did God have no? He didn't start out that way. Remember in the Garden of Eden? That was a place of perfect peace. God didn't put pressure on Adam and Eve. All they had to do was obey him. Y'all missing this. Some of the pressure, not a, some of the pressure that you are going through today is because of disobedience. Well, I thought God forgave me. He did forgive you, but there's consequences. You killed somebody, you got to go to jail. Oh, y'all looking at me funny. God forgave you, but the law says you got to go to jail. My son shot somebody. I want him out. He got to go to jail. Oh my God. Pressure came through the devil, Satan. How? In the form of temptation. Somebody's tempted to say, I wish I hadn't come here this morning to hear this. I wish I had an excuse. Because you're putting it on. No. God dropping the bomb on you this morning. The Bible says Satan, they calls him God of this world, small g. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. Let me stick it. Can I, y'all going to indulge me for me out there? 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, New Living Translation says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Don't miss that. Blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the light of the good news. They can't see the good news. They don't understand the message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God. Understand that that phrase, the God of this world or God of this age, whatever translation you're reading, it indicates, listen y'all, that the devil Satan is the major influence on the ideas, opinions, the goals, the hopes, the views of the majority of the people on this earth. People are sick and tired. No, they never really got into it. But some, most people, well, I don't want to say, a lot of people, it could be most people, they don't want to hear about no God gospel, no good news. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. They want to have church if they decide to go where you play games, you, 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 you dramatize it, you, you, you know, you flip over the pulpit and you know, do all kind of crazy stuff, slain in the spirit. And, and I saw the, the people hit their leg and people fall down, just boom, and all kind of power. It makes it go. Then they have a guy floating in off the top. I seen it all on a swing or something. Were you trying to be like Jesus? You floating in like I come out of here and float down from them pipes. I was you, I'd get up and leave, John. Get out of here. <laughs> that nigga, I mean, that, that guy, that, that he, man, he, I'd go. I'd leave out of here. Sister Darby, leave out of here. He's floating down for pipes. And, uh, I'm going to call your husband up and tell him, come get you. Lord have mercy. She said, you ain't got to tell him. I'm out. But you see that the gimmicks they take and, and they, they make the word of God other than what it says. Because people like to have something attached to. Because the word is, if you preach the word, in whether you want to hear the truth, everybody can't handle it. They want to sugar it down, water it down. Hello, somebody. Satan is the major influence on folk today. He's called the prince of the power of the air. But we have who once were dead, according to Ephesians 2, verses 1 and 2. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and you, you, your many sins, you used to, God is talking to everybody, you used to, I used to, you used to live in sin, verse 2, just like the rest of the world. Obeying the devil, that's what the Bible says. You used to do that. He's the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Them same folk that make fun of you because you in church this morning. The last last on them. Hello somebody. I'm talking about living life under pressure. Don't miss that word and don't, you need to understand this. God has 
boundaries. God sets boundaries. Y'all listening? And so should you and I. I'm talking about boundaries. Don't miss that word. Remember again, God sets boundaries because Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 22 says, have you no respect for me? Why don't you, God is saying, why don't you tremble in my presence? I, the Lord, define the ocean, sandy, shoreline boundaries as an everlasting boundary that the waters cannot cross. God says, I got boundaries. The waves may toss and roar, but they never pass. This is God talking about the boundaries I set. That's Jeremiah 5, 22. I said, we all should set boundaries. Some kind of boundary. What do you mean, Pastor? There ought to be some things you don't allow. Hello, somebody. There ought to be some things, some people, places, and things that, that, that you got to set the boundary. Do I have a witness? A boundary is, is something that points out or shows a limit or dividing line. You just can't come up to me talking trash and cussing. Oh, y'all, I lost some of y'all now. I know you still cuss. You still got to clean you, you and your mouth ain't clean yet. But guess what? Pastor, no. Pastor hasn't, listen. Catch me on a bad day. Catch me on a disobedient moment. Pastor Mike, say bless your heart. I say that not as a joke. But I'm still a work in progress. Anybody else a work in progress? I, I was in the store the other day, nephew June, and the guy looked like he wanted to push me to get out of line. I said, the devil is alive. Uh, you know, were you a man of God? I could slap you and you turned the cheek. You slapped me one time. Listen. No, we ain't pushovers. Michelle, I know it. I know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boundaries. Boundaries, we have to set them. I didn't say that believers don't sin no more. But what I am saying is that the more obedient we are to God's word, the less we do sin. Am I right about it? I'm talking about living life under pressure. With boundaries in place, you become more careful about the company you keep. Hello, somebody. When I got saved, I had some, I told y'all this before, I'm going to give me a few more minutes. I had some folk that I loved when I was hanging out. As a matter of fact, some of the, some of the brothers that I used to hang out with treat me better than Christians. Y'all ain't going to help me. They go down with you for the wrong things, but they wouldn't run out on you when you needed help. And they didn't know the Lord. But now that you're saved, you can't keep company with the same folk. You don't team up with those who are unbelievers. I didn't say you ignore them because I got family members that are not saved and I love them to death, but I can't do what they hang out. Let's go to the bar. No, no, no. Let's go to, you ain't got no money. Let's go to McDonald's or something. You, 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 you don't have, we not go. You ought to be changing them. We're not going to the bar like we used to. No, we're going, no. Let's go somewhere else. They got to see that there's a difference in you. That's right. 
If you go to difference only come to church and you still go hang out the same places and talk the same language, why do they want to come to church and it ain't done nothing for you? Why do they not need your Jesus? I'm talking about living life under pressure. The devil tries his best to put pressure on everybody. He wants to disturb your peace and create or cause confusion. Am I right about it? He wants to create a pressure situation. And I tell you what, I just said none of us are exempt. These last two or three days, I haven't had so much pressure on me. Y'all that I've been talking to, I was helping you, but I had pressure on me. Yeah, a lot of, what is it? Well, we can't tell all our business, but I had pressure. Crystal, I had pressure on me. You don't think the enemy gonna let me talk to you and help you without him putting pressure on me and he get the permission from the Lord. Well, look, he out here helping, you know, give my advice, this, that, and the other. Let's see if he can live under pressure. I like to think the pressure I went through, what's today, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, under a lot of stress, pressure. But I went to the word. Listen, I like to think, listen, y'all, I'm almost done for part two. I like to think that I handled my pressure fairly well. I said, I'd like to think so. But I had my moments, Sister Chris, I did. Yeah. Anybody, I mean, I had my moments. Because when you're under pressure, <laughs> it hits you hard, June, it hits you. It hits you, man. I, I had my, you know, I had my moments when it got to me. And I spoke out of turn. I, I said some words that wasn't godly. And I called the devil the liar that he is. I said, you still a liar. I told him, you still a liar. Because God says you're a liar. John 8, 44. You're a liar and the truth ain't in you. But then I surrendered to the control of the Holy Spirit. And when I did that, he soothed my soul. I said I was under a lot of pressure. This is for real, for real, for real. He soothed my soul. And rubbed me down, for lack of better words, with words of comfort. Ah. I started remembering, as the Holy Ghost said, the Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? I said, the Holy Spirit soothed my soul and rubbed me down with words of comfort. Ah, he said, God is your refuge and strength. Ah, a present help, always ready. To help you in times of trouble. The Holy Ghost soothed my soul. He said, No weapon formed against you, Pastor Paul, shall prosper. I said, It soothed my soul. Proverbs 3 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. 
seek his will in everything you do and he'll show you what path to take I said it soothes my soul Psalm 27 wait on the Lord be of good courage yes I said wait patiently on the Lord and then the psalmist said as he sued me again in Psalm 30 for his anger is but for a moment his favor is for life weeping weeping may endure for a night but joy 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 marriage may be falling in shambles hell might be breaking out on your job people might be messing with you your finances are funny your husband don't love you no more your wife acting funny the children in jail weeping may endure for a night but joy 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 will come in the morning am i right about it i don't know about you but i'm living life under pressure but i'm all right are you all right i don't know about you but i once was lost but now i'm saved i was blind but now i can see ain't he all right ain't he all right say yeah say yeah say yeah say yeah say yeah. <laughs> I said boundaries you need boundaries y'all stop letting everything interfere with you and Jesus stop letting everybody anybody get in the way sometimes your husband can get in your way from growing sometimes your wife can get in your way sometimes your children can get in your way sometimes the money or lack of money can get in your way hello somebody for those that are married I'm going to do this with the workshop is coming. His needs, her needs. Husbands, you need to know your wife has needs that you don't know about or you act like you don't know. Hello, somebody. Wives, do you have any needs? Any wives up in here? But wait a minute. Husbands have needs too that wives don't know. But we need to lay it out on the table. His needs, her needs. We'll respect each other better. It's coming down the pike, and if you're not married, don't get angry with me. It's for married couples coming. Amen. I'll do something for singles later, but married couples need to be married in order to come. Hello, somebody. Need to be married. Yeah. This thing is.